Greetings one and all, and welcome to the Spirit Side, Journey Towards the Light. I'm your host, Paul James Caden. And uh, for those of you that know, I've been kind of working toward, uh, you know, a more solid show for the new year going forward, no more experimenting. I didn't want to bring back the spirit side, but now we have the spirit side journey towards the light. And I have a very interesting story, actually, how that uh, all came to be. But uh, that is a uh, mini conversation for another time. I want to start out this podcast by talking about the end times. Is it truly the end or a new beginning? Now, the end times is something I've talked about in my podcasts over the years quite a bit because I am interested in biblical prophecy and how these things might turn out, how they might unfold in our world, in our reality as we get close to that time. But here in the uh, the Western world, uh, there's a lot that we're blind to when it comes to prophecy and how it was understood back in the early days of Christianity and, uh, you know, some of the other I think, valid uh, interpretations of how the end times might come about in mainstream Christianity or uh, evangelical Christianity. There's a tendency to look at anything that's not literalism and scoff at it and call it heresy or new age or whatever other catchphrases and catchwords they label everything outside of, you know, their, their belief system as, uh, but that doesn't make them untrue. And some of them are actually more true or in line with the ancient Christian truth than uh, the literalism of evangelicalism and fundamentalism. So speaking of the end days or the end times, there were a lot of topics that I was looking at to choose from when it came to this first episode of the Spirit Side Journey Towards the Light. And in the end, I I decided to kind of lump them all together into this particular conversation because I think a lot of the things we're looking at in the news and in the headlines that's happening uh, on our planet and in our world Uh, We're definitely, I feel, on that threshold of something very significant that's about to happen or going to happen if we continue with our current way of behavior and thinking and the way we treat one another and the earth. And uh, we're going to get into, you know, that in more detail, uh, you know, in just a little bit. But suffice to say, if you look at the news, you know, there's war in Ukraine. There's countries all over the world. We have North Korea firing off missiles every other day. We have Russia shooting down American drones. We have 
uh, drug cartels that are killing people and just flooding the streets uh, here in America, you know, with, with, with drugs that are killing people. We have the political wars, people at each other's throats and threatening to harm or even physically kill one another over politics or political parties. We have the whole thing where there was uh, Tucker Carlson of Fox News who got a hold of some of the, or was given some of the tapes on uh, the January 6th, uh, 2021 event. And he's saying, you know, hey, we've been lied to. This was a peaceful protest. And other people are saying, well, no, it wasn't. You know, the Capitol Police, the head of the Capitol Police says this was uh, an insurrection. It was violent. This was a nightmare. And, you know, this kind of thing has just opened up old wounds of division and arguments and hatred among people. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, funny to me because that particular topic when it comes to uh, Donald Trump, it, it, it has a reverberating effect all over the world. You see people from other countries that are angry and, uh, you know, criticizing uh, other political parties or wishing someone would, you know, burn them to the ground or, you know, assassinate these people and get the right people back into power. Now, I'm not saying that the uh, current administration here in America uh, is by any means good. Um, I said, you know, in my shows many times when it comes to political conversations, I always said I don't choose a side because it doesn't matter uh, who they are, none of these people are really on our side and they all have their personal agendas that are put before the good of the people. And they may sound good and they may do some things that are good, but ultimately, uh, as they used to say, it's their own nest uh, they're looking to feather. So I, I would say uh, stay out of all of that. Just on a side note here, I feel in my heart and in my soul there's something very, very wrong with our political system here in America, whether it's a Democrat, whether it's Republican, something very ugly is brewing. And I think it's a form of deception to divide people, to cause social unrest to make people lose faith in, you know, our, uh, our government that, that we have. And, you know, this, this is all tactics that have been done for a long time when people want to, you know, institute a new kind of government. Or install, you know, some kind of communism or a king or a leader or a dictatorship. They always cause this division and fighting and unrest over politics first. And we're seeing a lot of that going on here in the United States of America. You know, it's, it's talked about in uh, the book of Revelation, this beast system that will be 
uh, one part political, one part spiritual that will eventually come on the scene. And, um, you know, we got people all over the world, you know, the, uh, the fat cats, the, the elites, as we call them, these people who want the one world order or the beast system where the few and the powerful are in control. And, you know, I, I think what's happening in America is playing right along uh, with that particular plot and it's heading nowhere good. So, uh, don't get yourself involved in all that. Don't let it work you all up hating other people and thinking one person's a savior and another one's not, and this one is so wonderful and this one is not. Because it's like I said, when everybody, you know, uh, the, the people I know, were, you know, that were for Democrats and Joe Biden, and I said, you know, you don't like Trump, they'll vote him out, they'll, you'll get the next guy in. And it'll be a whole load of other problems, you know, that will, that will just put a strain on everybody in the country. And here it is. They all come with their baggage. They all come with their nonsense. And I think it's on purpose, every single one of them. Whether they tout God or the Bible or, uh, you know, conservatism or, you know, whatever it is, you know, for the people, helping the people, helping the country. You know, they, they all have their agenda. And um, I think it's all pointing us toward that beast system. And, uh, you know, that brings me to something else that we see a lot in the news are, uh, you know, a lot of the global changes. You know, these storms in places that, uh, you know, like California, you know, hardly ever get snow. And they're pummeled with snow and flooding you know, there's just so much going on with with the weather. And, you know, we hear some people say, well, this is global warming. Other people say, well, global warming is a bunch of crap. Uh, some people say, well, it's, it's weather warfare that uh, the people who want that beast system are actually uh, manipulating the weather to cause a lot of these uh, storms and problems and, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, it's, it's not something that's out of the realm of possibility because they've experimented with weather warfare for years. And uh, so that's certainly something that, that could be going on. And they're saying it's, it's global warming or whatever the case may be. And, we see in the, uh, again, in the biblical prophecies that there will be changes in the, uh, in the atmosphere. You know, the sun will burn many. There's going to be, you know, floods and earthquakes. And uh, honestly, my opinion is that if this is, you know, if, if these changes are not uh, an act of God, as we call it, if it's man uh, playing with the weather, manipulating the weather, uh, whatever it is he's doing is eventually going to spiral out of control and, and affect, uh, you know, the planet in a very negative way and bring a lot of these cataclysmic uh, happenings uh, down around our ears because man always has a way of, uh, you know, kind of playing around with things he shouldn't 
trying to play God and then he eventually loses control and the outcome is catastrophic. Uh, man never learns his lesson when it comes to that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, so this brings us to the end times, truly the end or new beginning. And in asking that question, I, I want to present um, some ideas about prophecy, biblical prophecy, the, the end times that we here in the West and a lot of mainstream religion is uh, very blind to. We, we, we don't know this because we've, we've got, gotten so immersed in our own doctrines, our own belief systems, our own way that we think all of this is going to pan out that we've just blotted out, uh, you know, centuries of information and wisdom and, you know, what great uh, doctors of the church and mystics uh, have said about this. And, you know, one of the things that the early Christians believed in, and I've talked about this before on, on certain shows, is that prophecy is conditional, meaning that based on what we do will determine the outcome. So if man is doing evil and wrong, that he will draw these things closer and closer to him, to his world, to his reality. And as it says many times, you know, throughout the Bible, if we don't repent and turn to God, then, you know, these things eventually just kind of uh, come crashing down on us like a sledgehammer. So it was really uh, based on what we do. And we always have the opportunity because what does sin mean? It just means missing the mark, going in the wrong direction. And repentance means uh, basically turning around and going in the, the other way or the right direction. So we always have that opportunity to turn around and go in the right direction go in the opposite direction. And, you know, this brings us to something that, you know, the mystics have taught and a lot of uh, modern day uh, Christian mystics and metaphysicians uh, have talked about uh, for a long time as well. And that is this idea that we read about uh, in the Bible, you know, the world uh, filling up with sin. And once it reaches kind of that tipping point, you know, there is that day of judgment that comes. And, you know, the world filling up with sin or a nation filling up with sin, well, what does that mean? Well, it basically means that by our actions, by our thoughts, you know, that that mental, that spiritual energy that we're putting out into the atmosphere is having a tangible effect on the material world. And I've heard the illustration that it's not unlike when you walk into a room, you know, you're at work or you come home from work, you walk into a room and bam, you just feel the tension. Something's wrong. 
you know, the energies in the atmosphere are very thick and you just stop and, you know, you ask, okay, what's going on? What's wrong? What's happening? With, without knowing anything, you know, something is wrong. And we all know from experience that if that kind of energy hangs around in a place and it's not rectified, you know, there's grudges, there's backstabbing, there's anger, there's resentment, there's words and actions and thoughts that are, you know, just mean or evil or conniving. If that thick atmosphere hangs around in a home or a place of work for too long, well, what happens? Bad things start to happen. And I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast can relate to that. You know, it will affect the house, the building, the place of work. Things will break down. The plumbing, the electricity, equipment. People will start, you know, not feeling well. People will get sick. People will start having symptoms that eventually, uh, you know, doctors may not be able to diagnose, but then eventually they find, aha, there is something wrong with you. You know, that, that kind of energy makes people sick and it affects the atmosphere that we're in. So if that can happen in our home, in our place of work, or anywhere where there's a lot of dense, tense, negative energy, well, then it stands to reason that if on planet Earth there are more of us than not who are doing bad things and putting that kind of energy out into the atmosphere, that eventually it's going to affect the planet. So in some veins of mysticism and in metaphysics, this is not an angry God judging us. It is us coming face to face with universal law that God has put into place from the beginning. And that universal law being, if you're not walking in love, if you're not walking in goodness and righteousness and joy and all those fruits of the Spirit and doing right, then eventually we hit a wall. Because we, our world, the universe is designed in such a way by God, it, it was not made to contain that kind of heavy, negative, destructive energy. And our surroundings will react to what we're putting out in the atmosphere around us. And think about it this way, too. The experiments that have been done with plants. People that talk to plants every day, oh, you're beautiful, I love you, oh, you're doing so well. You know, they play nice, you know, classical music for the plant. They say positive words to it and the plant flourishes beyond, you know, what uh, what they thought it w would. It's a healthy plant. But then in experiments, people that speak negative things to a plant, I hate you, you're ugly, I wish you would die. Well, what happens in those experiments? The plants wither and die or the seed doesn't grow at all. So this is proof positive that what we're saying, what we're thinking, the mental and spiritual energy that we're putting out 
is affecting the world around us. So now when you look at all of these crooked politicians, the elitists, uh, all the wars, the greed, the hatred, the division, the murders, people killing one another every day, people taking from one another every day. And we wonder why things are going sideways on planet Earth. Even individuals, again, who, who want to control and manipulate the weather for their own purposes. To, you know, to literally murder or kill off certain numbers of the population so that they can have the land for something that they want. I mean, how horrible have we become? And then we have these people that laugh and scoff, you know, at, at, at the concept of God, you know, the, the man in the sky, the tooth fairy in the sky, you know, all these, uh, you know, negative things they refer to God as without, without understanding. And again, you know, we, we do have, uh, you know, mainstream uh, religion to really blame for that, you know, that the language in the Bible as God, you know, the, the king on his throne and the crown and the earth is his footstool. This was understood in early Christianity to be uh, symbolic language. Didn't mean he was a guy sitting on a throne. You know, this is, uh, you know, literalism has really uh, taken a toll, you know, on, on how we perceive uh, things. There is, um, and I'll have to get the guy's name. I have the book. I just ordered it. He was, um, I'm not sure if he was a monk or just a scholar in the Catholic Church who, who wrote this book about, you know, the, the cosmic Christ, that Christ being the Logos, the Word of God, the creative force, is actually the universe itself. Now, that's something, you know, that here in our, our Western uh, world would, uh, you know, set us on our ear. You know, because we look at God, we look at Christ, we look at Jesus as being out there somewhere, watching us, judging us, you know, keeping score and, you know, a, a literal book, you know, and it's no wonder they get, you know, the atheists and the scoffers get the idea that God is like Santa Claus, you know, making the list and checking it twice type of thing. Um, but there are those who, uh, you know, have hypothesized and written very convincing arguments that no, Christ is, the Logos is permeating the creation, is the creation. In him, we live and move and have our being. As Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. The kingdom of heaven is in your midst. And what did Paul say? Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Bible has a lot to say about, you know, Christ in us, that spirit in us. But we put it all out there, you know, in the, uh, the sky somewhere and uh, make it something that's, that's far, far from us, not something that's right here with us or that we are perhaps even, dare I say, one with 
and we can choose to acknowledge that oneness, that body of Christ, or not. So getting back to, you know, all of the terrible things people are doing, I mean, all we have to do is look at the headlines. One of the things I was going to talk about, you know, solely in this opening show uh, was I read that scientists revived um, a virus from the permafrost that was uh, in Siberia where, you know, the, uh, you know, the snow was melting. And this virus had uh, the ability to infect cells and they revived it. And they're saying, well, you know, now we're seeing with global warming, you know, these these viruses and these, you know, bacteria, you know, from ages and ages ago that have, you know, lied dormant, you know, if they thaw out, uh, they can revive themselves, they'll revive and, and they may be able to infect us, new diseases. And so, you know, there we have, you know, these uh, these plagues that it's talked about in the book of Revelation. It seems like all of this just goes, you know, hand in hand in hand. Again, whether this is these things are happening to our earth because of that heavy energy we're putting out there or whether it's a combination of that heavy, negative, evil energy, you know, mixed with our evil actions, manipulating the weather, trying to trying to create weather warfare for, you know, their own selfish means. So again, all, all this being universal law, not God punishing us, but if we break the universal laws, the laws of God that he put in place when he created the universe, then essentially it is us who punish ourselves. It's kind of like banging our head against the wall over and over again. And someone says, stop, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to give yourself a concussion. You're going to give yourself a brain bleed. You could, you could kill yourself. You know, you, 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 you could put yourself in a coma. There could be all kinds of problems, but we just keep banging and banging and banging. Eventually it's going to take a toll, you know, because that law of, the physical world says, well, you know, the head, the brain can't take that kind of punishment over and over and over again. Eventually, it's going to break. We're going to hurt ourselves. And basically, that's what we're doing. So now, is it the end or is this a new beginning? Because it does, it does talk about, you know, Christ coming back. And some people say, well, that will be Christ in us that we will finally have a spiritual enlightenment and guided to bring our world into a place of, you know, life and light and peace where the spirit of God, you know, reigns. And some believe in the literal return of Jesus himself. And, um, 
you know, even the metaphysicians of old, you know, talk about, some of them say, well, no, you know, Jesus, you know, he's, he's the Christ. He's, he's not coming back. He's already here, you know, indwelling everything again, you know, the logos is the creation. He's already in us, around us, you know, and he will express his perfect will through us, you know, and lead us into a new day. And there are those who say, well, yes, that will happen. But of course, you know, the, the spiritual Jesus who ascended into heaven uh, will descend and, and come back to the earth. He's still out there. I, uh, I lean more toward, you know, that myself, that it's going to be a combination of these things, perhaps. You know, because I, I, I have a tendency to look at early Christian history, and I disagree with a lot of these people that say, well, you know, the apostles got it all fouled up. They didn't really know what they were talking about. And, you know, when the Bible got written later, the stories got all crossed up and mixed up. And, you know, this is not what they really meant. This is what not what Jesus really taught, you know. And uh, to me, I, I feel that that's done in the spirit of Antichrist, but done in the spirit of Antichrist. And that anti doesn't necessarily mean against but it can also mean a replacement for or another. So that kind of thing done in the spirit of Antichrist is presenting another Christ, another Jesus, uh, perhaps of their own making or their own liking. And I think there are some dangers in that. So even though I subscribe to a lot of mystical and metaphysical beliefs, uh, I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and neither have a lot of other mystics and uh, metaphysicians over the years. So I think we have to be careful uh, with that kind of thing, presenting another Jesus, saying, well, the people in the past, the apostles and, you know, all that, they didn't really know what they were talking about. They, they got it all screwed up. Um, be careful with that type of thing. Because you got to look at this way. If, if we don't have, even though there, you know, yes, there are issues with the Bible. There are, there are things we can look at and say, hmm. But again, we have to realize the early Christians looked at the Bible as, as they say today, an inspired book written by fallible men. So it has its mistakes. It has its issues. You know, it's not a verbatim, literal word of God. You know, but it's inspired, it contains truth, it contains a lot of truth and enough truth that we can have a basis for our belief system and our conduct and the way we live our lives in that book. And if we take that foundation away, if we don't have that foundation, then it's a free-for-all. Then it becomes any way we want to interpret God, any way we want to interpret Christ. And again, I think there are some dangers uh, in that. You know, not to say again that, that, that there weren't a lot of different interpretations of, of Christ, of end times, of prophecy, some of, you know, which we're talking about right here, right now in this show. Uh, but, but they're still built on that foundation you know, where it's, it's not such a radical departure that it becomes something else. And so we have to be careful of that something else when it's presented 
um, you know, by these people. And, you know, we see a lot of that. We, we see the scoffers, you know, oh, you know, God is a Santa Claus in the sky. God is, you know, the tooth fairy in the sky, the man in the sky, you know, the guy on a throne, you know, up there in space somewhere, you know, which is really ridiculous arguments, uh, infantile if we know um, anything, you know, about, um, you know, Christian history and, you know, uh, even mysticism and metaphysics, there, there, there's a lot of information there that is just beyond, you know, what these people understand and scoff at that come out of mainstream religion. So we have the scoffers that, you know, the Bible talks about will come in the last days. We have those who pervert the truth, uh, presenting any doctrines and dogmas that I want, that they, that they want. And that includes people in the church, people outside of the church. You know, a lot of funny kind of uh, new age, uh, you know, uh, ideas out there that, that could uh, I think cause one to to stumble and fall and misinterpret and really miss the mark. You know, you have to look at the elitists as well. You know, they they think they're doing God's work by purging, <clears throat> excuse me, purging the earth of so many people so that they can build their own little utopia. They think this is the the will of God that they're doing, and they won't be you know dissuaded from it. To them, they're living their divine destiny. So what foundation are they building on? That's literally, you know, you know, what we would call, you know, doctrines of demons, you know, deceptions. And it's, it's not bringing them or the earth any closer to God. It's actually filling the earth up more with that heavy negative energy. So that's why I say, you know, stay out of these things. Be careful who you listen to. I used to say that time and time again uh, back in the spirit side uh, when I did the show years ago. Be careful. Stop looking for leaders. Stop looking for people to follow. Stop looking for these teachers that, you know, are, are going to tell you what you want to hear just to make you feel good, you know, about yourself or life because maybe, you know, we're depressed or we're feeling kind of out of sorts with the way the world is because there's so much deception out there. You know, be careful following the politicians. Be careful following the news media. I don't care if it's CNN, Fox News, Whoever it is, all these people have at one time or another reported things uh, very biasly or incorrectly. And again, we, you know, we see that they have their, their little media agenda, whatever side of the coin they fall on. So we have to be careful. And so will we see humanity turn around and, and move away from this beast system and buy ourselves more time and not trample on the universal laws of God that he's put into effect? Or are we rushing headlong into, you know, what is the apocalypse, the unveiling, the end times? Is everything that's happening right now just going to, you know, crescendo in, in the last days? 
That really depends on us, and that's what I believe. What are we going to do? But even if the rest of humanity, you know, charges like a herd of buffaloes, you know, toward, you know, that certain destruction doesn't mean we as individuals have to. That's why I always say, stay out of it. Don't get involved. If everybody else is picking up arms and marching off to some civil war here in America, don't you do it. Don't play that game. You know, there's the old... uh, line out of a song I used to listen to. I forget the band. It says, uh, the blind leading the blind, the lead lead you over the edge and into the hole. And that is definitely uh, the case. Don't follow the blind. You know, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And if it were, my followers would have fought not to have me handed over to the Romans and the Jewish leaders. And that's in the book of John when he's, uh, I think, um, standing before Pilate. His kingdom is spiritual. It's not something we're fighting for here on the earth. This is man either abiding by the laws of God or trying to build his own kingdom and just causing destruction everywhere. We don't want to join in on that destruction and that deception. And where does it all end? Well, you know, certainly the end is a new beginning. And those who rebel right up to the end, and the book of Revelation shows that there will be many that will rebel against Christ, outward and inward Christ. And they will be cast in the, uh, the lake of fire. Now, what is the lake of fire? You know, again, that's a whole other topic. What is hell? Ancient Christians taught three possibilities of hell, three beliefs in hell. One, it was complete annihilation. The evil just, you know, if they chose to completely reject God and God knew that he would reject them for eternity, they would just cease to exist. So it would be annihilation. Number two, hell was temporary. It was a place of suffering, but not in flames. It was spiritual, emotional suffering, purging of those old thoughts and ideas that landed us there in the first place. And then once we were purged and holy and ready to step into the presence of God, we would exit hell. And then the third, which was very unpopular actually in the first, I think, um, two or three centuries, I think I might be mistaken about that, but it was very early on. The third was hell is eternal, but that was the, um, the least popular um, teaching about, you know, what is hell, what is, what is Hades? And it was uh, someone in the Catholic church. Again, I don't, (laughs) I'm in a place where I can't uh, look at my, my references right now, but it it was someone in the Catholic church that, that made it the doctrine that it's, it's eternal, it's everlasting, but that wasn't the, the teaching for, you know, uh, quite a while in early Christianity. Um, Suffice to say, I don't feel that God is roasting people alive in an eternal fire. I don't think that's uh, what God is all about. I think it would be uh, that ceasing to exist or a place of suffering until, you know, we purge of all the garbage and then we move on. 
or it might be eternal for some people. Maybe there is a, you know, some uh, eternal suffering, whether it's spiritual or emotional for people that just will refuse to ever change. And maybe we choose, maybe again, we choose which layer, quote unquote, uh, you know, of, of hell we would go to. But I don't believe in universal salvation. There's a lot of that kind of talk going on. And, you know, there's a really a lot of really good people that have some good teachings and good books. But, you know, you know, they teach this, you know, we're all one. We're all one in God. We're all part of God. You know, the real us will go on, you know, to you know, leave this illusion behind of this world and sin. And, you know, nobody's going anywhere bad. Well, you know, I don't, I don't personally believe that. And in my heart and my spirit, I don't feel that's right. You know, so that would be like saying we can live any way we want to when there's no consequence. What if that's the way we lived in society? What if murderers could go out and murder? What if, you know, people could go out and rape and pillage and kill and steal? And here in society, we just said, well, you know, they're really not hurting anybody. The people they hurt, the people they killed or supposedly killed. Well, you know, they're all one with God and they, their real selves are, are, you know, are still around. They're one with the infinite. So they're not really doing anything wrong. And when they, when they die, they'll be okay. What kind of world would we live in? If we just live that way, we have a sense of justice, as I always say, because God has that sense of justice. You know, we don't we don't let the maniacs and the crazies just do whatever they want and say, well, it's it's OK. And I don't think God does either. So I think by our actions uh and what's in our heart, you know, we choose whatever comes next, but not all rewards are equal. That's what I, you know, my saying that I, that I had for a lot of years. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in the world. It'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Hopefully, uh, humanity will see the error of its ways and somehow, some way will turn this, uh, this bus around and go in the opposite direction, the right direction. But it remains to be seen. And if we don't, uh, like I said, don't, don't get involved in the drama, folks, um, because it all is a lie. It all is a, is a deception. It all is an illusion. And it's all headed in the wrong direction. Even if it has, you know, a Christian or, you know, a godly uh, kind of decorations in the window, you know, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by that stuff. Especially, you know, the the political stuff. A lot of people are really caught up in that. And, uh, you know, I think that's a very slick way uh, to bring deception to people. You know, very, a very, very slick way to draw them away from God and what the 
the laws of God are and walking in love and make it seem like, well, hey, now we can go out and do violence to get rid of the bad guys. You know, we got to kill these people. We got to we got to we got to be mean to people that don't stand for what we stand for. You know, we you know, it's it's a godly crusade to to say and do and treat people in ugly ways and even harm or kill them. You know, we, we, we don't want to, we don't want to slip on that banana peel because, you know, that's, uh, it's dangerous because it plays on our emotions. Look what these people are doing. Look what they're, look what they're saying. Look what they're, you know, look what they're doing to the country, you know, and it's easy. It's easy to get mad at that type of thing. And that doesn't mean we let the bad guys win. It just means if we're going to turn this boat around, we have to deal with them in the right way. And, you know, maybe that does, you know, entail sending some of them to jail because these are crimes against humanity. You know, but it doesn't mean picking up guns and blowing them away and beating their brains in and beating the brains into the people that follow them. You know, the, the, there has to be the better, more lawful way to do things where we're not caught up in emotion and anger and adding to that thick, dense, destructive energy that's filling the earth and damaging us and everything around us, driving us to that last day. So as I always say on my shows, I hope uh, you got something out of this show this week. I hope you enjoyed it. There was uh, a lot of ground to cover, and uh, wow, I definitely went over uh, the 30-minute mark. And uh, I'm in a place recording this podcast where I didn't even have my notes, so imagine what would have happened if uh, if I had all that sitting before me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm one to just have the idea in my head and then go with it and, and not make it so by writ. You know, I like it natural, a conversation. And, uh, you know, just kind of putting it out there. So I hope you got something out of it. I hope you enjoyed episode one of the spirit side journey towards the light, because that's what we want to do. Journey towards the light and stay out of the darkness. I'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening. God bless.